This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Well, no, what I'm saying is someone's still going to win, and it might be weak. If, 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 if I know. Field, you know, just what happens the field is playing badly, you know, with golf, you can easily say, oh, the course must be hard, they're all playing that, you know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. Welcome and happy Tuesday here on Divots and Pivots as we bring you in for the Genesis Open this week. And hell, we're going to get right to this, Bugs. This is a lot of talk, but we are on Tiger Watch. You skipped right. Happy Valentine's Day <laughs> to everybody out there who's celebrating with their loved ones. Uh, for everybody who was not recently divorced uh, and is Do the, is, do is the blisters your... I got at the golf simulator today count as my loved ones? <laughs> for those listening on the podcast... He held his hand up and has blisters on his palm and fingers and is talking about his loved one on Valentine's Day. I'm not, listen, I'm not going to actually say it, say it. I'm just going to no, no. out there and let you, nah, man, good to see you. How was it? How was the sim? You, uh, you were able to sneak away and where did you play? What did you shoot? How did it feel? Yeah. So I went to, uh, when I, whenever I go alone, I go to Seth Tickers, uh, in Hudson, New Hampshire. Um, they got a good little spot there. It's it's small, but so you can kind of feel all the people around you, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it did not go well. I felt so uncomfortable over the ball. I played two rounds because it was just me. I was there for two hours. Um, I just could not get comfortable over the ball today. It was I was off balance. I was, and then once I got the once I started getting the blisters right on my uh, my ring finger on my right hand, like I couldn't grip the like it was uncomfortable to grip the club. So then the club was like twisting. It was brutal. I shot a 99 both uh, both rounds. Consistency. Listen, double digits double digits is better than not. Also, yeah. shouts to the the belly up hat that you're sporting right there. Oh, I always yeah. notice. I went with a little throwback myself, a little sawgrass hat from back in the day. You got you got the love for the dogs there on the side. Of course. Um, 
which made me now I'm now I'm super conscious about yours because also where's my little Piper hat over the corner? Uh, that's interesting. That's fun. We are at Riviera this week. This is I mean we are yes. on Tiger Watch in so many ways. Uh, he he could be jumping. Some I read a statistic like he could jump like a thousand spots in the official world golf rankings, which we could talk. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. And Dustin yeah. Johnson and what does that all mean cosmically? <laughs> but this is it. I mean Riv is here. Waste management. Thanks for the laughs. I think I eked out a win. Uh, I think I yeah. eked out a win, which great for the for the yes. for the weekly total. But uh, I'm still lacking in the points, uh, metaphorically speaking, sure. and literally, I guess in this in this competition. <coughs> so we're going to turn our face to Riv. It's it, I mean, it's 7,300 yards. It's brutal. Mm -hmm. It's it's tight fairways. It's dog legs. Uh, my yes. fit. It's my. I love being out west because we get to say things like Poa. No, 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 blah, 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 blah. Yep. no, the Poa greens <laughs> and the Kukuya, the Kukuya rough. Do look for that because they're playing some grasses that they don't normally. Listen, all these guys hang out in South Florida and Arizona at their home complexes, or um, there's a nice, nice crew of them in the Sea Island area as well. But then they come to a place like Riviera or these courses that they only get to play once a year. Uh, you know, whenever whenever a tournament comes to winged foot that they can get their hands on. Riviera is one of those courses, luckily for them, that it is an annual stop on the tour. It's, it's hosted a couple of majors throughout the years. I thought it was really cool to see the star power in the waste management and how that is turning into almost this pre-players players. Um, and, and where... I mean, some of the players that we were talking about it, they almost look at it that way. It's a big deal because of how much it means to the fans, the experience, and how much it stands alone. Yeah. And then we roll right into Tigers tournament, which this is for the if you're, for the uninitiated. Mm -hmm. If you've been around golf or even you know who Jack Nicholas is, he hosts the Memorial. Has ever since the 1970s. That's his tournament. Who's, you got Arnold Palmer. His name. You got Arnold, but he uh, he he was great in The Departed. Arnold Palmer <laughs> and Bay Hill. This is Tiger in his invitational tournament. It has elevated status. It always had elevated status, but in this new year, this is our second $20 million purse with a $3.6, $3.7 million payout for the winner. Mm. Smaller field invitational only, so I don't know if that's going to make a difference in the payout. I don't think it does because I think the cut still goes down to 50 or 60, but it's such yeah. an exciting time for PGA Tour golf, which is why I'm wearing my live shirt and my PGA Tour hat to show that we can coexist also because – do you know what comes out tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this? Uh, yeah, Ed, the show you've been—it's uh, on Netflix, right? The show—the the show, the, the show <laughs> I—it is Netflix, right? I'm not—it's not Hulu. It's, not, it's Netflix, you right? Know, I feel like sometimes I'm in—I'm in like middle school science class, and we're doing a group project, and I'm here. I'm—I'm I'm really bringing. No, I'm just yeah, it's the Netflix show, Full Swing. For those yeah, of you who aren't swing. familiar. It looks dope. I told my roommate she has yeah. to watch the first episode with me no matter what because, and this could just be good marketing, uh, it looks like it looks like real real housewives meets, you know, Tin Cup. It's, yeah. it's just, it, 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 and it looks really interesting. I can't wait to take, you I'm know. check it out for sure. Just you're to gonna, see, what, see what it did. Half the show next week. We're going to do nothing but talk about it for half the show. We'll talk. Let's we'll talk about a little bit because I do think this is an, again, elevated tournament and this has status. It's Tiger's tournament. This is one yeah. of the things you want. You want him to be giving you that trophy. Uh, and I think one of the best things is he's back in the field this week. It was cool as shit mm -hmm. last year, standing with his arms crossed in that, in that cream white sweater while everybody <laughs> off on number one. Uh, but it's really dope in this, in his press conferences. And he's been saying it for 25 plus years now. I don't play in a tournament unless I think I can, yeah. I think and, I can. And he said that again just the other day. 
Uh, but I think really, if you didn't see it, the reaction of the players over the weekend when Tiger, which I thought was kind of cool, you know, I'm, I'm ready to finally get back into an event. Yeah. And then they, they all got told after the round and their reactions were different. Um, they were all excited, but it was like, oh, good. Like, oh. damn it, he's back. <laughs> it, 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 it is exciting. And I don't think, not, listen, none of these guys no. are threatened. We've talked about to get no, to the level are. that they are, and you're going to see it on display in full swing. To get to the level where they are, they have to have this Don Quixote, uh, you know, the, the greater fool kind of mentality of I I am bigger and better and badder than, than anything out there because oh, it sure. is just me against the world. So uh, it's, it's such a big week. It's such an exciting time for golf. And I think just when things are going to start coming down, damn you, Greg Norman and Liv, y'all are going to come <laughs> back at us, you know, opposite the Honda. The Honda is going to take a back seat, especially because, eh, I don't know. We'll talk about the Honda when the Honda comes around, yeah. but uh, back to the Riv. Are you excited <clears throat> for this week? What are your questions, comments, concerns, ponderances, ironic musings, anything on the brain from golf for you recently? Uh, other than that my game sucks i was so excited to go play i was like i feel so good that i couldn't swing the damn club today um <laughs> I, I i asked you a question then i railroaded you shocker where yeah, did you no. play on the sim what courses oh so um so they didn't have uh, i was gonna play scottsdale riviera just from last week and then this coming week just why not uh, they didn't have either one so i played um uh, quail hollow and i played uh castle manor i think which I'm not sure even if Castle Manor is a real course. Uh, so I'm sure it is. So we'll, I don't know if it is, but uh, yeah. So it was. in uh, the issue today was that uh, if there was water anywhere within sight on the on the projector screen, like it could be two holes over, but if you could see it, uh, I hit it in it. Uh, so my ball Stop just loved getting driving. wet today. Must be in honor of Valentine's Day, but so yeah, it's <laughs> just it was bad. It was bad, I man. Love it. I love it. All right, well, uh, last but certainly not least, there was a, a golf anniversary of sorts over the last week. Mm -hmm. There's a good story about Jack Nicholson. If you've never heard it or seen it, Google it, look it up. Back in 1994, he was driving through Hollywood. And granted, this was before social media or you know camera phones or anything like that. And he was at a stoplight and he got out of his car, went to the back of his car, <clears throat> Grab, you know, pop the trunk, grab a golf club, walk to the car in front of him and smash the guy's windshield in. And I mean, it, it, maybe it was method acting. No, he, he claimed later the guy had cut him off in traffic and he was just reacting, well, overreacting. Yeah. And it was like a month before they actually caught him. I think it was like a Mar mid March before they actually, you know, mm -hmm. he owned up to it. They settled out of court. I'm sure the guy got rich, but years and years and years and years, and years later, I think it was 2007 or eight. He was given an interview with golf magazine. He finally, he let loose that it was a two iron that he did it. He tried to make it into a joke saying his subconscious, you know, told him which, which club to, to use. Cause it was something he never hits on the course. Yeah. Um, this and, and Jack Nicholson member at Riviera, I'm sure back in the day, if not um, LA in golf is, I'm not gonna say on the come up, but it is sneakily the center of the golf universe for the foreseeable future between yeah. this week. Then we got the LA country club uh, for the U S open. And then we, like I said, we got the Olympics right around the corner. And again, with tiger taking the mantle of the BSD and the veteran world, I mean, yeah. I think, I think Genesis is going to be one of those tournaments from, I mean, forever that, that, that guys are going to hold in a different, you'll see kind of Bay Hill and the Memorial not carry as much sentimental weight, It'll always carry the official whatever, but it's just beginning because recency bias and we still see tiger. And mm -hmm. I, 
a, a truth gun to my head. I love what he said where I've come off, I've come off being rusty before and I've had some pretty good results. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's almost, it's almost like Tom Brady in the playoffs. Once he gets there, like, do you really ever want to bet? It's what it's different between putting a bet on him and then betting against him. I, I'm not putting Tiger in my lineup this week, but if somebody no. says like, "Hey, you know, twenty bucks against Tiger," I'm nah, I'm gonna... yeah, not doing that. But uh, yeah, no, no. he's not going to make even a seventy three hundred. Not going to make my lineup either. Um, Is that what he's cool. We got to even look at it. Yeah, and, and before we even get hold on, I just lost from before we even get mm-hmm. into that, uh, we do have two guys who are in uh, the DK pool, but they are now listed as out between Brendan Steele and Davis Riley. So Davis Riley, I want to say that because I know that's someone you've been uh, you've played a couple times already this year. I think you just played him this past week, I believe, too, didn't you? Yeah, Was fuck him. Um, life, it's life's too short. He didn't he didn't produce. watch he's gonna go like he's gonna come off this and he's probably gonna win something like honda next week yeah he's gonna take this week off get his head straight and then just you know go on a burn the world down tour whatever they whatever that was called uh what was the hell were they saying that when the patriots were going crazy um scorched earth scorched earth thank you yeah thank you scorched earth the scorched earth (laughs) time out flag on the play flag on the play yeah do do we all know if you haven't tuned in before, I used to be a middle school teacher. Part of the club, one of the classes I taught was world geography. I'm also a Latin dork. Scorched earth, truth gun to your head. Do you know the reference? No. Oh, okay. So outside of the pads going <laughs> outside this, of the pa- yeah, I, outside of the pads going scorched earth. After like I definitely heard I definitely heard it like randomly be used before the they use it for the Patriots, but I don't know. I still don't know the reference of where it came from originally. It's it's not there's not a whole lot to it. Armies yeah. when they would be leaving conquered lands would burn the earth or burn you know burn okay. the land and they would also sometimes they would put salt in the soil so that you couldn't grow crops in it for generations to come. It was a real dickhead move. Yeah. Uh, so scorched earth is just <clears throat> kind of like and there's also the other connotation of or not connotation the other interpretation of where it just means like fuck it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm coming. I'm bringing hell with me, and I don't care if I burn in the process. <laughs> you're gonna burn like it's. Uh, it is a mentality. I think you're going to see Tiger go scorched earth on Riv this week. But before, actually, before we go into our picks, before we go into our picks, did you see the tea times and the featured groups? Uh, I haven't actually seen them yet. So I don't know if you need to see. I don't know if you need to see any of them because the only one that matters is you got Tiger, JT, and Rory playing. You know what? That's and, a nice soft landing for Tiger, not because of skill level with compared to those guys but i mean like that those are two guys he's very comfortable with as far as like being able to keep the attitude loose and friendly and whatnot uh so that i think that works out quite well for uh for tiger yeah i mean it first of all you got rory his his new business partner and obviously they're yep. they have a connection of i don't know in kind of a weird way probably the connection that michael and lebron <laughs> never had you know what i mean like that kind of passing of the torch you're the next i we all know it and i know part of me thinks that he might've had that with Kobe and maybe Michael was just pissed at Kobe mm. that like, you know, Kobe died. I thought about that the other day. So freaking sad. RIP Mamba. Um, way to bring it on down there. Jeez. Well, to bring it back up, PGA tour changed their website. Uh, layout is all different. Yeah. So sorry. Okay. Complete side note. It's all, it's, I'm so lost. <laughs> I was just trying to look up the pairings really fast. Uh, but well, okay. the marquee group. So that's what I was gonna say. Tiger, Rory, and JT. That's gonna be all eyes mm-hmm. on that. Let's be honest. Uh, but the other ones are pretty good. John Rom, Patrick Cantlay, Victor Hovland. 
That's a good I, one I don't know. Uh, if, if, if Rom's playing well, great. Otherwise, Patrick and Victor. Victor's nice, and Patrick, but it's so that's the most vanilla marquee pairing. I think John Rom, Patrick can't land Victor Hovland again. If Rom gets going, great. Say, but those, those are the type. But those three guys are guys that I feel like would feed off of each other, doing good, and and the whole group does good. You know what I mean? Like I feel like all that's these, a, like a powerhouse group I, from a scoring standpoint. Yeah, I mean game game respects game but i think the outlier mm-hmm. there is victor hovland who we're big on i'm big on i love the kid he has mm-hmm. got a handful of wins but this could be a win that kind of elevates him into that next like that next step in his career uh adam scott who's won here twice don't sleep on adam scott without dustin mm-hmm. johnson and uh what's his face lefty bubba watson <clears throat> in the group of who've, who've owned riviera a couple times themselves sure don't sleep on adam scott just because he's the horse for this course tony finau I'm going to spoiler alert. He ranks out top in my model. And, and, and he also. He's fourth that, mind, so then we're, we're right there with each other. And we forget it wasn't that long ago that he was winning back to back. I mean, he's yep. still up there. He's still an elevated guy in the game. And then Billy Horschel, right. which nice hairdo. I hope he wears a hat. Uh, <laughs> Max Homa, Tom Kim, Xander Shoffley. I think that's the most Zen trio of, I mean, piss test, the, piss test those guys before they go out. And then uh, I think we got Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Colin Morikawa. I really like that. You got basically because yeah, I like Morikawa this week too, and with how Scheffler was playing last week. And then J Rose, Hideki Matsuyama, and Shane Lowry, which I guess you got to throw a bone to the international crowd sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to what you just said about Scotty Scheffler, it, it's fucking impressive, dude. I mean, I've been watching this game a long time. I've been watching this game a long time, <laughs> no, but. I'm, I'm I'm racking my brain for a guy who has been popping up like this. And the only names that come to mind are Tiger, Phil, Rory, or you go back a little further and Greg Norman, Nick Faldo, guys like that who had these just peaks. And you're like, oh, shit, you're going to be like, it's legit. I mean, I get that he went on that run last year, culminated in a Masters, was at world number one. But we've seen David Duvall did that in the late 90s and then gone. We never saw him again. David Duvall went out and, uh, you know, did yoga and then taught skiing in Colorado. And now I love seeing him on the golf channel on the coverage. Cause I grew up a big Dave, du- David Duvall fan yeah, in the nineties. He always had that big old dip and the, mm, that big old hog in the front of his front lip being a Southern boy, like teenagers trying to shove a bunch of tobacco in your mouth. Uh, we all looked up Doovie, but, uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be that kind of week where I don't, again, I don't think a no name is coming out to win at Riv. You've no, got to be somebody no. that we're familiar with. This the, the the stakes are too the stakes are too high. How fucking cliche! But uh, <laughs> no, the spotlight's too high. The spotlight's too big, and there's too many high caliber players playing really well. Rory didn't exactly. I mean, he didn't win at waste management, but at the same time, he won everything else recently. Same thing with John Rom. <laughs> uh, Scotty Scheffler just reminded everybody that he's there. But even my boy, I was big on Xander Shoffley last week, and he was up there early and often, and then he kind of faded off on Sunday. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think you can go wrong. And to prove that I actually had to look into leverage this week. I started looking at ownerships because I felt like everywhere (laughs) I was turning, I could convince myself whether it was, there's a, a, it's no mistake to why, at least in my top 10 in my model, there's no one under 7,900. And I'd say the average salary in my top 10 is easily like right around, like ninety four, ninety five hundred dollars. So well, like, it's, it. you definitely got to have to find some leverage and some uh, and some value. How did you calculate your top ten? 
Yes, yes, let's get into that. So my the stats uh, – so I'm taking a break from uh, strokes game putting this week. Uh, I took that out of the mix because um, I feel like as it, it, consistent as my lineups have been over the past few weeks of using that, I haven't really had the top-end uh, lineup performance. So I'm going to try to switch it up. As you stated be ooh, hit the mic there. As you stated at the beginning of the show here, uh, you got to hit these fairways. If you don't hit these fairways, you're, you're kind of done for. You're definitely not trying to get out of that Kakuya, Kakuya run. Yeah, forget it. So you need to you need to hit these fairways. So uh, I have uh, strokes gained, uh, ball striking, fairways gained, strokes gained approach, and then I also have strokes gained short game uh, mixed in there as well. So those are the key stats that that I'm looking at, and I include a strokes gained short game in there because in, in my research, uh, thanks to Fantasy National, looking at the uh, the, the kind of course conditions from the past uh, strokes game short short game is a uh, much higher uh, needed here in top 10 finishes than than, than other courses on tour uh, so when you if you're on fantasy national and you go over to the course breakdown you're looking at the charts they have there uh, when you see a massive difference between uh, this event they'll, they'll give you two options you'll have a chart for this event and a chart for average on average tour event. If you see a massive difference like that, you, you got that's, that's a key that okay, this is something that's got to stand out this week if you want to hit the guys who are winning and finishing in your top ten. So short game plays out for that reason for me. You're wrong, and here's what I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, I, I derped out there for a second because I was trying to remember the calculation for ball striking because that's where I went this week. Uh, yeah. Something that takes in it takes off the tee and approach. Yep. I, and not to mention just when we talk about you're big on Morikawa, Morikawa is that's his hallmark. He's a ball striker, yeah. uh, you know, and so what but then what separates the ball strikers from the ball strikers who's putting well. So I did. I kept putting in okay. there. And, uh, and so I got strokes gained putting strokes gained ball striking. And then my third, my key three is three putt avoidance. These okay. are these are infamously fast greens. Like that. That's one of the things this and LA country club, it's like putting on glass. They're going to have them firm and fast. Tiger was probably, Tiger's probably been out there a handful of times or his people being like faster, faster. But I would like to think no shenanigans, but I would like to think that maybe the superintendent, there's some sort of back channel communication on, he's not going to get a favorable setup. Yeah, but but would, I would love to know that it's his tournament. Does he get to like request pin placements and shit? And even if he's playing, <laughs> that's gonna have to. We're gonna have to find an insider. Anybody yeah, out at Riv that's he out on those conversations when he's playing or not? That's a, that is an interesting uh, question. So ball striking, uh, ball striking, which again takes approach yeah. and off the tee because you nailed it. Narrow fairways, gotta hit them. If you don't, then you really are. And I think that's kind you're, of you're looking at par at best. If you if you miss these fairways, you're most likely looking at par uh, at best. I'm going to give an argument for why I like your argument and then I'm going to disregard it myself because if you're hit, if you, if you're hitting it in the fairway at this level, at this, at this level, it, you know, these guys, a buck 50 to 200 in, which is where a lot of these approach shots are going to be um, mm -hmm. again, because of the dog legs it, and you know, they have to either lay back or take chances. And if they take chances, like what you're saying, if you're off a fairway, a lot of these holes are so freaking long that you're looking at that, pitch it out to 75 or in at a comfortable number, try to make up and down. So your short game better be on. I know you're not talking about just, I mean, I know most people think like, Oh, short game. So if you miss the green, not even miss the green at this course, if you miss the fairway, yeah. then all of a sudden you're playing for par and hoping for, you know, hoping for something miraculous. Just exactly. The short game helps bring in those, 
par saves that you might need on uh, on a couple holes with some of these guys. You know, I didn't look at the weather because let's be honest, this is Riviera. It's yeah, Bel Air or whatever. Not the hell too worried, it is. but it's very rare weather's going to be a factor out there. Yeah, if anything, it might be a little <laughs> a little nippy in the morning, like we like we've seen recently out on the West yeah. Coast. Uh, but it warms up real quick, and again, all that matters is on the weekend. It's going to be firm and fast. So let's get after it. Let's get through. Let's, let's get through this 10K and above. I. I'm going to turn it over to you for 10K and I'm going to hold my beer for a minute while you tell me what you think about the 10K and above and why. Yeah, let me reorder this because I have it ordered. Oh, Jesus. It takes two seconds. It's already done, okay? Uh, (laughs) uh, But look, you nailed it early on. Leverage (laughs) is the key this week. So uh, leverage is is along with value. So if I'm going to pay it for anyone in the 10K, I'm definitely looking at projected ownership. And it looks like people, uh, the masses right now are assuming – that Scotty Scheffler is going to be high owned because he's actually the least projected ownership at under 12% out of that 10K and above range. Now, we don't see back-to-back wins happen all that often, so I'm personally going to stay away from him at that percent, even at that percentage, because like I said, the back-to-back is rare. Uh, but look, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay for anyone up here, I'm just gonna pay for John Rahm. He's just worth it right now, and he's only 14% projected ownership. At this point, he's playing so far out of his mind. He's just worth every cent. Uh, and there will be, we, we're going to have to find value anyways this week. So I'm, I'm going to play Ram if I'm going to play anyone up here. I agree. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I might, if I go with more than one lineup, which normally I put my lineup in, in with you and then I focus on yeah. the other league, which I'm slowly clawing my way back into position. More details to come after not the first surprised, major. Not surprised. Uh, but I was looking at that myself thinking in a field this strong, you, you're going to be able to find the value down there. And again, he, John Rahm's another one. You going to bet against him? No. And he, he, the, the ownership works. He ranks out. He doesn't rank out great in my model, which is honestly why I probably won't. He's Uh, fifth in my model. Ah, fascinating. But, uh, he hasn't finished outside the top. I just saw this now that I had everything put together. He hasn't finished outside the top ten in his last five appearances. Yeah, how? It, just it, just think of that. That's ridiculous. That is that like that's a crazy run. Well, because this course is up there, like we said earlier, this is up there with PGA West is one of the toughest tracks that they face consistently year in and year out. Yeah. Um, obviously, they go to a place like Kiowa for PGA where they push it back to 8,100 yards, and then you got the wind whipping off the coast. Mm-hmm. But this is just consistently day in and day out, a good a good track, tight track, um, really difficult for these guys. And I like to see excellence, and I really like to see excellence nervous. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, one, it's one thing to see them, you know, play and they feel comfortable. I love seeing them grind over this. The, the, the cut has been over par, I think the last four or five years. And yeah. this year they're, they're already projecting it one to four somewhere in there. So I, I think it's gonna be fun. All right. 10 K and above. We both like John Rom. If you're going to pony up the dough, go ahead and do it. And then drop down and find your, find your value because the value's there. But before That's we get right, down to the value, first. Let's talk show, about, let's show talk about consensus. Hold on. We gotta, we're going to start this up here. Show consent. Ring the bell because we both agree John Rom is the play up top. We're just trying it out. I, I like that again. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right. So you heard it here first. If you really are going to pony up the dough, do it this week. John Rom's on a freaking heater. And with a field like this, you can find the value deeper in the field. 
Yeah, and to, and to be fair, if we're going to say John Rahm is on a heater, which is fair to say because he is, we can't ignore the fact that Scotty Scheffler is on a heater as well. Yes, it's, it's rare to go back-to-back, um, but his over his last five appearances, T11th is his worst. So he's almost right there with Rahm as far as all top tens in his last five. Uh, so Scotty Scheffler and, and John Rahm both uh, just crushing it right now. But All right, like, let's, let's get real and get into the 9K range because that's where most people are going to plant a couple flags if they yes. can, which <laughs> I am hoping to plant two if I can this week. Uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with that leverage. Both of the guys that I looked at are either 10% or less owned, and they both rank out in the top 10 in my model. And I'm talking about – and I'm just taking it. I'm just running with it. Go for I'm it. I'm talking about uh, Sung J.M. and Sam Burns. I think Sam oh, Burns, okay. Sam Burns, re, Sam Burns' recent form, and I've talked a little bit of shit about him, but I think it's because uh, I was big on him early, and then he let me down. Mm-hmm. But T six last week, T eleven at the American American Express, thirty second at the Century Tournament of Champions, um, which isn't great when you consider that was actually probably out of a field of thirty two. Yeah. But he is coming off of good form, and good yeah, the place. form is there. Love. I love, I love Sam Burns and Sung JM. Anytime he pops up in my model and I pass him over, he's up in the top 10. I'm going with Sung Jay for sure. I'm thinking about adding the Sam Burns sweetener. Well, and you want to talk about good form too. Sung JM is right up there because his last three turns, he's been playing a lot recently. He's, he played last week, he played the Farmers and he played the MX. So he's played three out of the last four weeks. I think that adds up to. Um, he's, he's finished, uh, uh, T6, T4, and T18th in those. So he's in fantastic form as well. And he's also in my model. I have him as uh, ranking out 10th in my model and at 9,400, 10% own. Uh, Sun JM, uh, I, I think, might be getting a little. Because I think he'll be in my mo- I think he'll be in my lineup as well because I, I do love me some Sun JM this week. I could not love you more for bringing the <laughs> bell into my life. Quick quick pause story time with uncle bud but then we're going to get down then we're going to get down into the 8k range and i will say this if you need if you need a little kind of like wild card in that 9k max homa defending champ yeah or did not defending champ he won no he won last year uh no he uh no he won in 21 thank you sorry but he he finished 10th last year and he finished fifth in 2020 so the last three years he's been money at this tournament and he, yeah, the guy's nails. He's on the come up. I love Max Homa. Uh, he, you gotta give him some. The love. one thing with him is that he is projected nineteen percent owned, which I think yeah, might that's what I'm be saying. Like, I think he might be the highest. It it's like a home game for him. I think I don't yeah. know if he's a member there or not, but I mean, he is a Cali boy. The Bell. I am massively happy about the bell. If, if Georgia fans know, and it's a different bell, but Georgia fans know <laughs> that the biggest tradition we have is the chapel bell on North campus, university of Georgia, going back into the 1700s, 1800s, there's an old chapel and it's a beautiful church. It's wonderful. And behind it, there's a giant bell. And after big home wins or any big victory or, you know, big events, people ring the bell it used to be a tradition that like after a big home win, the freshman would have to ring it all night. I have a little beanie, I have a little beanie cap that I went beanie cap. I have a toque, I guess they call them in this place, the, the skull cap toque, okay, beanie, yeah. whatever you want to call them, says ring the bell on the front of it. Uh, and this morning told a story about Alexander Graham Bell uh, because on Valentine's Day, he got his patent for the telephone. Fun fact. Back oh, to look studio. at that. You, you just, you're and, full of it. Full of all these that's what That's what I'm saying. The bell, <laughs> the bell, the bell is an appropriate thing. I appreciate <clears throat> you introducing that into our lives. Uh, 8K. Talk to me about 8K. Yes, let's get into the 8K. This is, like, here's, with, and, and here's the reality of the situation. 
sorry, here's the reality of the situation here with the when it comes to AK. If you're if you are paying up to anyone over you know 10k and above, uh, and if you are pairing that with someone in the 9k range, unfortunately, you are most likely completely skipping the 8k range. Uh, and if look, if you're paying up for John Rom alone, um, you, you, there's a good chance you might be skipping the high end of the 8k range, anyways. But we're not going to ignore it here for you, anyways. If you are digging into the 8k range. That's right, um, because regardless of our strategy, which what you're talking about is you're either going studs and duds, yeah. or you're going like average Joes. And so if you're going to be in the, if you're playing around the AK range, more often than not, you're going with an average Joe. Yeah, and, but look, it, the, someone in the AK range is is uh, ranking out number one in my model this week, uh, and actually two two of my favorite play number one and number two are ranked in the AK range for me this week. And that is a Tom Kim, and that is Jason Day. Uh, both look. I was on Jason Day last week. Jason Day. It looks like he. It looks like he might be back. Honestly, I think he's back. He's I, hope, I hope he's back. He's figured something out. He hasn't played here since 2020, so I'm not too worried about his past results there. Uh, but in his last three tournaments, he's finished fifth, uh, T7, and T18. Yes, he missed the cut at the RSM, but at the Houston Open, he also finished T16. So it feels like. Jason Day is back. He's a he's a ball striker in the last uh, 24 rounds. Uh, he ranks out eighth in the field in ball striking. So uh, he's right where you want to be, and he's right around 12% projected ownership. So at 8,400, Jason Day is one of my favorite plays. And then, of course, Tom Kim, like I said, ranks out number one. Um, he can turn it on. He, he had a bit of a disappointing week last week. Uh, I know you were on him. That's probably why he was disappointing. Uh, but <laughs> good point. He need a dick. But, uh, but he is projected only 7% ownership. And when you, with that kind of leverage for the possibility of what he can be like, there's a, here's, here's, here's what you can do here. If you choose to skip out on the 10 K range completely and, and ignore most of the nine K range, I don't mind starting a lineup with Tom Kim and Jason day and kind of seeing where you can gain value from there. Once you start doing the math. All right. Sorry about the whole eat a dick comment. That was pretty pretty aggressive. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I didn't say it wasn't deserved. Uh, No, I love, I love what you're doing with Jason day. He actually ranks out high in my model. He's sixth in my model. I'm staying away from this week. uh, I think just because of a leverage play and I'm, I'm a little more in love with Tyrrell Hatton. Oh, interesting. Tyrrell's coming off a T six finish. He ranks high in my model and he's rolling the rock. So he's hot or not. And right now Tyrrell is hot. So that yes. gives me Tyrrell. Six Tyrell. last week for sure. I just, and I have a funny feeling about him because when he's on, he can be accurate. If you remember, he was part of the, I think it was a DP world tour thing last year where they were over in the middle East somewhere. I want to <laughs> say they were in the middle East or they were in, no, they were in Europe because whatever town they were in was having a formula one at the same time. Okay. And so him and Rory and a bunch of the other guys were on a challenge where they had to go out in the middle of this, uh, Formula One track, and they had a a one yard strip of grass. You know what? I, I, wa- I watched that. Remember? Actually. I did see that? He, yeah, he was the one to drop it on there. That's not why yeah. I'm picking him this week. I'm trusting trusting the science, but um, and and the leverage. Yeah, I think he's very low owned. I want to say he's 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 definitely single digits. If not, uh, he's projected 10.2%. That's crept up since I since I last lo- I last checked it out. He's gained um, some steam. Obviously, his recency bias at the from last week, I'm sure, is what is driving that with the top ten finish. But <laughs> Tyrrell Hatton's another one, and then the AK range has an international flair for me because come on down, Matty Fitzpatrick. Matty Fitzpatrick yeah. is eight yeah. percent eight percent projected ownership. 
Uh, and I think he ranks out, I think 20 in my model, which my models, let's be honest, this is kind of like witch doctor magic. If you really get down to it. Yeah. He's 20th in my model, but 8,300 major, major, major winner. Uh, and he's playing, he's playing. Okay. I just, I just think that yeah. he's a big name down there at eight K to kind of overlook. It's almost like overlooking, um, Will Zalatoris, if he was healthier, Jordan Spieth, if Jordan Spieth, if this was not a course that required accuracy off the tee, Jordan Spieth is such yeah. a guns. He's such a gunslinger. I know, like, but he I, just cannot find a fairway right now. Fuck with with he's, with, with he's, like he's with losing he's losing strokes right now. He's a he's a losing one point one. If I'm reading this this stat here correctly, he ranks one twenty fourth in the field out of about I think it's one hundred and thirty one are in the field right now. For this week, so he's pretty much dead last at fairways games. Right, but I, I don't know if there's another tour player that I would let watch my kid above Jordan Spieth. <laughs> he might be the nicest human being on tour. He uh, he's he's that. up there with like Tony Finau with like guys. <laughs> up, I, I don't in, in, unless they go full like you know off the rails. How can you hate him? So in the 8K range, I like the Matty Fitzpatrick. I like the Tyrrell Hatton. You like the Jason Day, and and you like the Tom Kim. Tom Kim it's, an yeah. inter, it's an international 8K. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's get into the 7K then, because this is where we're gonna have this, to have people. This make is us where some separation money. happens. Yeah. Yeah. The 7K, we're gonna have to find some magic in the 6K, possibly too, depending on how you build your lineup. From but for me, uh, in the 7K, it starts right at the top of 7K, 7900. Siwoo Kim this week ranks out ninth in my model. Uh, he's he's been a master of consistency his last three tournaments, uh, finishing uh, in the 20s uh, in all three of them. Uh, he did win the Sony Open as well uh, a while a little while back. So uh, Siwoo Kim uh, ranks out top. What's that top forty three on short game? It's his worst ranking. Other than that, he's top twenty five in all of my key stats this week. So I like Siwoo Kim at seventy nine hundred and only roughly ten percent owned. Is that it? Uh, well, I was just giving one at a time here, uh, but let's see who else ranks out. <laughs> so, so here's another here's another guy who's now give me your well. give me your se- give me your seven k slate. Okay, so here another guy who I I'm nervous to play, but damn, he's been playing well recently. Even uh, Ricky Fowler, he had the he had the hole in one this week, right? He Big had Dick Rick, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah, hole in one on Sunday from Ricky Fowler. You took it right. I had him earmarked and asterisked. And yeah. I didn't put him in my short list uh, for no other reason. He, he ranks out well in my model, but he just didn't make my short list. He ranks out 19th in my model, but it's still – like I, I know he what doesn't I'm seeing. Rank out and good and for I'm me. seeing him play well, uh, and I'm seeing the results. He 10th last week, 11th at the Farmers, 54th at the Amex. And then we go back to last, you know, 34th at CJ Cup, 2nd at the Zozo. So, like, he, he's been playing pretty well. He, he His ranks out well in all the stats – I why don't I, why don't I believe it though? Like why can I not bring myself to play him though? Because he hasn't won in forever, and he lost his <laughs> tour card, and he's one of those guys. I mean, he's one yeah. of those guys. I mean, he went the Smiley Kaufman route, but he got back on the train before he fully lost his shit. I mean, I, when you get millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, so many fucking people play this game. There's only 125 every year that have a full ride on this tour. Then there's even fewer that kind of have that quote unquote guaranteed scholarship that they've earned. I'm not saying that. So yeah, when, when you're Ricky Fowler and you were there, I mean, you were on that level and then all of a sudden like the game's not there because he he was was about him. 
I mean, he was the social aspect of the game of golf. He, he was the well, he was really young generation into the game just by his attitude and his personality and, and his his um, sponsor. Like he he did all that. He was a BMX kid, basically. He's a yeah. motocross kid, BMX kid, and it was just safer, you know, golf's a safer alternative. Uh, but <laughs> that, I mean, the long hair, the orange, you know, the, the orange from Oklahoma State, and you're right, like the kids, he brought a whole generation, and then he couldn't he couldn't deliver, he couldn't perform, mm-hmm. and he didn't have enough chits in the bank to be able to just ride for the rest of his career. You know, again, if... I would even say if like Justin Rose is a great example coming off that AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am had yeah. he not won that he's still going in the Hall of Fame like he's still he's yeah. major gold gold he, medal he's, he's win. done it for long enough Ricky uh, Ricky long. needs another win or two he does have that yes. Olympic medal he does have a players but he needs another win or two or he needs another major win or he needs a he needs one more international like a Ryder Cup type moment before he gets back up into that tier, I think. And I'm not saying that drives him not down on that minutia, but that's part of the recipe that does push him. But the reason we don't pick him is because he's been there and he's not back yet. You know, he's got to, he's got to actually follow through, but in the seven K range, there's somebody that ranks out wonderful in my model this week. He's been playing really well. He's a new England favorite and I've passed him over one too many times. Come on down, Keegan Bradley. You can go ahead and take a seat right next to me in my lineup. You are going to play this week, 7,700. He's fifth in my model. He's just been up there, up there, up there. And we're getting into the competitive season after that heartbreak at the players last year. Mm. I think Keegs, well, his name's not Keegan anymore. It's just Keegs. If you've just seen Keegs. the guy, he's a, he's a fucking rail. Like he's he's a shadow of his former self. Yeah. So, yeah, which good for him. I, I I don't know if it's like he's gone vegan or Pilates or whatever, but he looks good. <laughs> Keegan Bradley is going to be in my lineup. Seamus Power is a very close second because Seamus okay. Power has been knocking and he's been in good form. He's been on the first page of the leaderboard recently, and once again ranks out in my lineup well enough to bring the value. It's thirtieth. But when you're starting to splice hairs towards the end, he sticks out. Also, I think he's like 3% owned, maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's that other part of like, if you're top 30 there. And then the last one, because of recency bias, and I think that, uh, well, he ranks out to 18th in my model, Adam Hadwin, uh, O Canada. Yeah. He's he, another one that's playing keeps, well. Keeps keep chopping wood, keep chopping wood, keep chopping wood. And mm-hmm. eventually the maple syrup will flow. So my 7K sweethearts <laughs> this week. I ah, see what I did there with Valentine's Day and 7K sweethearts. That I'm was, tweeting that, that out that tomorrow. Uh, Keegan Bradley, Seamus Power, Adam Hadwin. I think combined they may or may not hit double digits in ownership. So it's a good foundation if you need to spend some money. Well, Keegan Bradley projected 9% right now. So Adam Hadwin projected 9% right now. So. OM goodness. I can't believe I forgot one more 7K sweetheart that hit I got earmarked. We don't want we don't want to starve the, the masses. Hit us. Bo Hostler. Bo the visor hostler. He's 30th in my model. T14 last week. T11 at the AT&T Pebble Beach, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He doesn't cost a lot of money at 7200 Bo Hostler could be somebody who, and his name is Bo, and he wears one of those billboard visor uh Type deal. So, Bo Hostler, if you need a little, if you need to save a little cash, go with Bo. Okay. Uh, the only other guy I want to mention in the seven K range is Nick Taylor. Uh, Nick Taylor coming off a Same great, thing. great yeah. performance this last week. 
Uh, can't ignore that. And considering that performance, he's only projected to 5.5% ownership right now. He ranks up 17th in my model. Um, like I said, he, he the second place last week, he finished T20 at the AT&T. Uh, and he finished uh, – he, well, he didn't play here last year, but um, the year before that in 21, he finished T20 here as well. Uh, and this is just simply a guy who can put it in the fairway with consistency, and then one, as long as it's in the fairway, he's another uh, dart thrower. Uh, so so I like Nick Taylor at, what's he, 7,400. Dart thrower. I like that reference. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anybody in the 6K range that you feel like giving a moment to? I do. I have one guy that I feel is worth I, giving. I, I do oh. as well. Do you okay. want to say the? Do you want to say the name on? We'll do one, two, three, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, let's do let's do that because that, that could be fun. And then if if we do, then we'll pause for the bell because we'll have a rare <laughs> bell in the six K range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that could be fun because that's what it's all about. All right, okay, you come. Uh, let's you see. Then. Let's see if we have a six K agreement. One, two, three, Sam Ryder. <laughs> nope, we do not have an agreement. Hit why, why, uh, why Ryder for you? Well, first of all, T twenty last the right name. Did I hear the Sam, right name? Yeah, Sam, Sam Ryder. I'm just, I'm just, I can't believe. How do you not see this? He was T twenty last week. He was T four at the Farmers after almost winning the damn thing. He is fucking hot right now. I don't care what to, the to what be the to stat- be fair. He ranks only one position behind James Hahn for me, so I, I don't not see it. I just, I, <laughs> I, where does James Hahn rank for you? Twenty eighth, oh, and you- Ryder's 29th for me, and they have like equal projected ownership. Um, right. He's 17th in my model and he's 6,700. <coughs> they don't, they know something we don't because that kind of back-to-back top 20 performances should put you in the seven K if not higher, there's gotta be some other thing going on because he's putting well, he can hit the ball and he's performing. So to see Sam Ryder down to the six K range, th- this, again, we go back to, this is the kind of win that can define, not define, but maybe define depending if you're Ricky Fowler, maybe launch yourself if you're Sam Ryder, but winning Tigers tournaments, a big fucking deal. So to see Sam Ryder down there at 6,700, the way he's playing, don't sleep on Sam. Well, then my only, my only hold up with uh, Sam is that he ranks uh, 94th in fairways gained, which is one of the ones I'm definitely weighing out high this week. And that's the main reason why I chose to go James Hahn over him james han uh james han is look he's he's a risky play uh at 67 but at 6700 that's what's going to happen he finished uh t32 last week but before that he did miss three straight cuts what i like about james han is that he hasn't missed the cut here at this tournament on this course and his last five attempts here going back to 2017 uh including three top 20 finishes uh, between 2018, 2020, and 2021. So this is a guy who's familiar with the course, who's comfortable on the course. It doesn't scare him. Uh, and like I said, between Sam Ryder, who's 94th in fairways gained in the field, and James Hahn, who's 44th, that is enough for me to just give the edge to James Hahn for me. Until James Hahn apologizes for that shitty tweet about having to spend a bunch of money flying around the world playing golf for a profession, <laughs> I could. That was one of those about most tone death, right? Uh, tone thank you. Death. That was one of the most <laughs> tone. Like, but, talk about rich people problems. I don't know. I, I, do you I'm know sorry, what the fly f- coach? Fly coach, then. Right. Do you people. know what it costs to fly <laughs> from Shanghai to South Carolina on a? Do, 
Are, have you seen it? Do you know what eggs cost? Like, actually, in or, fairness, or, eggs were a yeah, lot cheaper yeah, yeah. when he made that tweet. Uh, no, but I, I, I agree. James Hahn is a name, and he was he was playing well last week. Like, I, I remember because because of my hatred for his tweet. Don't know the dude. He's probably a great guy, <laughs> uh, but because of the hatred for the tweet, he's on my radar now. So I saw yeah, that yeah. he was playing well. I just will not put him in my lineup until he either wins. Because yeah. once you win, then you're too good to ignore. Or he comes out and acknowledges that he was being a little titty baby bitch when he was talking about his flight titty plans. Baby All right. Bitch. All right. Uh, TBB. <laughs> titty, I like that titty baby bitch. God, grow up. We just had our YouTube uh, um, max out for, for inappropriate words with that one that one thing. I'll never, I'll never be on, I'll never be on cable or network. Uh, question for you: Are we done with DraftKings? I mean, can people, can people tune out if they're done with the betting? Because I got, did you see the yeah. list of four, 14 best golf movies ever? I actually did not see that list, but that interests me. Wait, where was that list? Because I, I want to go find it. Now. Do you remember where it was posted at? Well, yeah, slashfilm.com. Are you not a subscriber <laughs> to slashfilm.com? Come on, man. I am not. Is now is that slash spelt out, or are we talking like the forward slash on the keyboard? <laughs> It's actually it's actually the Guns N' Roses guitarist <clears throat> emoji. And emoji. Okay. thank you. Yeah, that, that'll oh, work out in the URL. Uh, no, that might get us to the dark web. It's <laughs> the Silk Road. God, did you ever have you seen those like documentaries you know, about like yeah, the Silk I've, Road? And the I've seen them. It's wild. So yeah, if you're ever looking for a kidney or you know a sex slave, go to the dark web, find the Silk Road. All right, number fourteen is called a genital. What a what a great pivot from dark web kidneys right into it's called a gentleman's game in two thousand two. Um, never um, heard of it. I, so I feel like I've heard of it, but that sounds familiar, but I've never seen it. I don't think. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. So if you're tuning in right now, we're gonna go through the fourteen. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, e- each one has its two two to three sentence. Uh, uh, primer we're going to do a quick little review of the 14 according to slashfilm.com no hating on slash film they beat me to the list i haven't done 14 golf film i didn't know there was 14 golf honestly films. i'm surprised there's 14 <laughs> so i'll be interested yeah. to see what's on this list and just right. also also fun as we go through this initial reaction without re-ranking everything we're not going to do that but initial reaction if you feel like when they when you say a movie if you're like you thought that'd be higher if you think it's too high yeah, I mean, I, it, out of 14, I think that maybe a gentleman's game should be 15. This Hallmark <laughs> original, a curious little film about life. The ironically titled A Gentleman's Game has all the characteristics of a Hallmark Channel original, right down to the cheesy DVD cover art. Okay, yeah, you lost it. There's lost Hallmark for sure. There, there's a reason. Oh, it, it stars somebody named Timmy. We're not going to go through the whole. All right, number 13, 1953's The Caddy, your favorite. Martin Lewis, Martin Lewis's heyday back in the fifties, the oh. great comedic Dewey, Dewey duo, Martin Dewey. Lewis. They had a, a movie called the caddy. I know I'm going to be checking that out later tonight. Yeah, I've never seen after, it before, so. after my Valentine's day shenanigans, uh, number 12, 2004's Bobby Jones stroke of genius before or after he was Jesus Christ. James Caviezel was Bobby Jones. Uh, check that out. It's actually not a bad movie. I think I saw it once, never saw it again. Oh, number 11 and this is right here where I know that slashfilm.com is completely full of shit because <laughs> number 11 is The Legend of Bagger Vance. Bullshit. Legend, of Bagger, Legend of Bagger Vance is the number one golf movie of all time. Tin Cups 1A or 1B. Yeah, so that, Legend of Bagger is- Vance, Caddyshack. Legend of Bagger Vance is the single – They first of all, they wanted Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt to be the leads. 
and yeah. they passed. They were a little big at the time, and I'm glad they did because I can't see anybody other than Will Smith yeah, and Matt Damon that. doing this. And <clears throat> Legend of Bagger Vance, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen that movie, how the fuck did you find this show and not have seen the Legend of Bagger Vance? <laughs> All right, 2011, and actually I see a black woman wearing a hat, and I'm automatically going to watch this because I didn't know that golf had multicultural films. Taraj, oh, and I love her. Taraj oh, B. Yeah. Henderson or yeah, Taraj, Henson. Taraj B. Henson from um, the hell's the she's show? She's so many things. Um, <coughs> oh my she god, was, she was and in, it's um, with Terrence Howard. It's the biggest fucking show on cable or um, Empire, I think it's called. Yes, yeah, she was in Empire. Yep. From the Rough, 2011's From the Rough. I've never seen I, that or heard of it. Neither I have I. And it has to do with Tennessee State University's men's golf team. I'm so hit. that was ranked to get ahead of the legend of Bagger. Like what the? F- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call that. I don't. I actually, you know what? I'm not gonna make a comment about that on seen air. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I, okay. Fair enough. You. I'm Fair glad enough. you. I'm glad you stopped <laughs> me because I can't pass judgment on something. I, I actually am curious about that though. That looks dope as fuck. Well, I kind of need to like, see it now if it's, if it's gonna be where it is. I kind of have to see it. It, it, it says from the rough wears its heart on its sleeve and is is as about predictable as a four foot putt. Like, come on. <laughs> but you know what? And like I said, I kind of got a little crush on Henson. She's anyways, that's neither here nor there. Oh my god. Number nine, 1951, follow the sun. If you need to cry, do two things. <coughs> a go Google Ben Hogan and read mm-hmm. about his car wreck. And B, watch this film. Ben Hogan. That. Sorry. Do you know you you know what I'm referencing though with Ben Hogan though? And I'm actually, you know what? Let me actually. Let me I, I don't know what grace. history. That's where that's where me. That's my point. Let me show a little history, grace. I don't. Because uh, then we'll get into the second half of the list, which these these movies are pretty good. Legend of Bagger Vance, number eleven. Bullshit. Like yeah, that's, that, that's, 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 that's whole, wrong, all credibilities out, <laughs> dude. When we get off, your homework is to go to Ben Hogan's Wikipedia page and check out what happened to him. First of all, the guy served in the war, World mm. War II. He was the best golfer known to man, West Texas, this, that, the other. He was in a car wreck that crushed his pelvis, broke his hips, everything else. He could it we're talking like have you ever seen The Natural with Robert Redford? I believe so, yeah. That sounds familiar. Bad, I, think, I think I've seen it. Bad example. Ever heard of Tiger Woods? <laughs> Yes. All right. So you remember when Tiger was in a car wreck? Yeah. And his leg almost disintegrated. Yep. And then everybody like bawled their eyes out when he like played a tournament again. Sure. Yeah. Imagine if he went on to win like five majors after that. After that, yeah, that'd be a that'd that's be a- the Ben Hogan story. Everything great he did, he pretty much did after this car wreck, which by modern standards. Wild. Oh, dude, beyond wild, miraculous angels, the whole bit. I'm so happy that I get to actually say this with you because my daughter's going to be the next person to hear about it whenever she's old enough. Sure. Yeah. And whoever's listening to this, <laughs> if you've not looked into the Ben Hogan, so uh, that movie, Follow the Sun, it's a wonderful, I watched it way back in the day. I got to watch okay. it again. Um, but it's the story of per- perseverance, like it's never been told before. Nice. Tommy's uh, Tommy's Honor 2016, that, that oh, ain't yeah. eighth. Great film. It's on yeah, Golf Channel it. at 3 a.m. If you ever need to check it out, and yeah. it's in it's in reference to old Tom Morris and uh, that family, like the origins of yeah. golf, really the foundations. You can't you can't appreciate this game. I don't care if you're out at the driving range crushing beers. If you're out here for the good times, if you're playing this sport, 
have a little bit of frame of reference, invest 90 minutes of your life and have some, um, have some appreciation for where it came from. What the fuck is dead solid? Perfect. Nine, number seven is 1988's dead solid. Perfect. We, uh, oh, it says Jesus, I have no clue. I've it would be, cons- it would be considered a classic if tin cup didn't swoop in and do a better version of its story less than a decade later. It's the tale of professional, but not quite extraordinary golfer, Kenny Lee, Randy Quaid, Cousin Eddie. Okay. Cousin Eddie, Cousin Eddie is a pro golfer. Number eight. Great. 1952, Pat and Mike, another movie I didn't know existed about golf. Fans of, oh, ooh. All right. Classic film buffs. You're going to love this. You probably already do. I'm probably late to the party. Fans of Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn are sure to get a kick out of Pat and Mike, a charming, wonderfully written comedy about a golfer named Pat struggling to reconcile athletic fame with her problematic personal life. You know what's funny about this oh. is it sounds like it parallels uh, Babe Zaharias and some of the other early golf, you know, uh, Louise Suggs. Some mm. of these early golf, I love that you said, like, you know, she is. Some of the pioneers of the LPGA Tour in the women's game and, 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 the, and the things that they were going through being a badass golfer in the 1950s when golf was about men and martinis. And sure. here's this chick who can swing a club. And Catherine Hepburn's just, let's be honest. She's Catherine, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> she's Catherine Hepburn. Let me, yeah. let's be honest. All right. Number five. And here we go. Top five. Oh, sorry. This is where, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> I'm okay with this because of the number of movies that are out there. Number five, 1996, Happy Gilmore. Sure. That's kind of where I expected it to be. I expected right. it to be top five. Um, so I, I personally, pro, I personally, probably would have put the legend of bagger vance at number five and happy gilmore six but but we, we've already kind of established that we weren't there for uh, that their ranking of that one so yet here we are here we and are. uh so we got you know what i love about this though if if <clears throat> golf's home is in scotland i understand that new york claims some some ownership of golf because saint andrews yeah. and the first club and all that bullshit yeah. But number five was Adam Sandler, who's a New England guy, golf movie. Yep. Number four, greatest game ever played. What? I'm not arguing that either. Nope. Shia, Shia movie. Great movie. Wonderful book. <laughs> um, great book. Wonderful movie. And it's a true fucking story. And yeah. the Francis We Met Foundation. Actually, I should see if um if if the gentleman would come on. I know the guy who, who's the executive director of the Francis We Met Foundation. They yeah, still do a scholarship. Yeah, they still do their they do their caddy scholarship. Um, they they do wonderful work, and it's a really dope kind of group and organization. It reminds me almost of like a Heisman, the way that they the way that the Heisman scholarship, the Heisman not scholarship, the Heisman Foundation, yeah. the Heisman Brotherhood, the way that the We Met Scholarship Foundation, the way they talk about each other and everything, it really is cool. So I I love that number four greatest game ever played. Shouts to the We Met Scholarship Fund. Go Google them if you don't know that story. It's a really dope story. Uh, number three, just finally saw the first half of this on a flight recently. <clears throat> Got to finish it. Okay. okay. Fa- Phantom of the Open. I'm gonna pause. Do you have any idea what this is? And if not, that's heard- okay. You shouldn't. I haven't heard of it. It is in the top five, and I haven't even heard of it, dude. And I, I haven't even seen the whole thing. I've only seen the first 45 minutes on a flight recently, and I already am okay with its its position. Okay, three I'll trust you on that. I'm going to have to look it up. I'll trust you on that, though. I'm, well, I thought for why. sure I was going to know every one of the top five. Like I thought that was, I would have put money on it. Two things. 
A, true story. B, involves, so I'm, I already fucked myself up because I'm setting up for three or more, but I said two. Two things. A, true story. B, involves a major championship, the Open, the yeah. major championship. And C, is all about trolling. And it is okay. brilliant. This okay. guy, this guy basically was a mine worker and no spoilers. Cause I don't know it. And it's a true story. So you can look it up. Sure, yeah. But this guy, who was like a mine worker and was about to get fired by his own son. Who just got a managerial role. Here's that anybody, any Joe shit, the rag man can go and qualify for the open championship. And he sees it on TV. So he goes, I'm going to go do that. And hilarity ensues. He okay. records the highest official score ever ever in the history of the open championship qualifier. So Phantom of the open, Phantom of the open, Phantom of the open is number three. 10 cup is number two. And Caddyshack is number one. I think that's kind of honorary and traditional. Love the Phantom of the open at three. You need to see it. I'm going to look that up. Everybody else. I like the concept of the way that sounds, but I'm still protesting number 11. Yeah. Having bagger Vance that low. That's bullshit. That's, that's a, that was a shock. That was that was definitely a shock. Well, we got some homework to do. Then we got a few movies in there in the top ten that we've never even heard of that we gotta have to look can up. Can I ask you? A, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Okay, back back quick quick. What? Big week next week. Sorry, what did you just say before? <laughs> we we have a big week next week, right? I was stumbling over my own words. Oh my god, you're before. right. We're about to end and the then show. I was, we did, we and and just, then I. Right over this. <laughs> well, that's because that's that is how much is going on in the golf world right now. Oh Shit's my god, hot. we, we, didn't, even, right over this. we yes. didn't even get into half the stuff we needed to. By the way, have been playing on the garage band, got a little jingle in the mix. Yes, I'll send it good. over to you. I'm toying. I need I need to I need to I need to wrestle some demons. I have a little bit of love for this like grungy New York or not New York, New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen, like hard, you know, like our okay. fucking lead ins tough. Boom, bow, bow. Um, I was listening to some widespread panic over the weekend, mostly because the golf tournament out of no, actually not the golf tournament, sorry, the Super Bowl out of nowhere threw some widespread panic on there. And then it just clicked in your head. You're like, I got to listen. Truth gun to your head. Do you know who widespread panic is? I don't know. That's my point. They're a, they're, <laughs> they're, they're a Southern jam band from Athens, Georgia, and they're massive in like the granola hippie grunge community, not grunge jam band community. People okay. who like fit people who like fish, people who like the grateful dead. They're big into um, who the hell else was, was I just talking about? Ran, ran uh, widespread panic. Thank you. Widespread, yeah. Panic, <laughs> Sorry, I got. Well, you said who else? So I was like, did I miss somebody else other than Widespread Panic? You threw me off. I was thinking about. I was thinking about bands like Jupiter Coyote, uh, Stuart and Winfield, which Stuart and Winfield is not so much jam band <laughs> as they are like y'all alternative. But now I'm getting into <laughs> regional regional music, and this is a golf show. So, Junior, why don't you bring us home, and uh, we'll see you next week after we've all watched our movies and tuned yes. into the Riv. Yes. Uh yeah. So we buried the lead. The we we mentioned Oof. it. Last we've been mentioning it for the last two weeks now, but uh, next week will be the week. Next Tuesday, uh, the Divots and Pivots show will be bringing its uh, our famous faces here to the airwaves of uh, the Fantasy Sports Corp. Uh, so go to their uh, their YouTube Fantasy Sports Corp. Look them up. Give them a subscription. Uh, we will be on there same time, eight o'clock Tuesday night. 
but we will be airing on there from now on. This channel will not disappear just yet, but we will no longer be going live on this channel um, or be posting the show on this channel. Who knows? Maybe we'll find another use for this channel with some other live if we if we can figure out a schedule to get some live golf fun stuff kind of mixed in there. We'll, we'll see, but no promises on that. But Fantasy Sports Corp is going to be where you can see us. Still produced by Belly Up Media, still in that Belly Up family, but uh, Fantasy Sports Corp, YouTube, every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. That's where you can find us starting next week, next Tuesday. And I'm sorry we buried that lead. If you're still listening, I hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will be posting that on uh, Twitter a lot this week. I'm going to get a lot of posts. Out of Sorry, I was just I was just checking my email for uh, for for a note from Fantasy Sports Corp saying, "Excuse me, we've actually filled the time slot. You, you jokers can take this and go elsewhere." I I completely we should have led with that. We should. Again, and you know, I, and you know what? I was I was about to, and then like the conversation just went into something else, and then we just kept going. It was right. like we took that slight. You know when like just you know when a line will look straight even though it's slightly off angle and all of a sudden you get to the end and it's like miles apart. That's what we did. I was ready to I, say it at the beginning and we just kept going in the other direction slowly but surely. I like that you went there. I was thinking much more of like it was a bill that I got in the mail that I was like, yeah, I'll pay that, and I just put it aside and I will pay it. I promise. You know, it might be three months from now, but yeah, you're gonna get your money. <laughs> Bitch, better have my. Hey, speaking of, hey. We didn't even talk the Super Bowl. I know. Nah, fuck the Super Bowl. Halftime show. I am. I have a soft spot for Riri and a hard spot, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I love the music. I I've been singing "Umbrella" in my car for the last God knows how long because I saw a video of I saw a video of Tom Holland doing. uh, If you haven't seen the video of Tom Holland doing his lip sync battle. With yeah. his girlfriend, well, then at the time, girlfriend. I think you brought this up last week too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm still, I'm yeah. still in love with it. So after <laughs> seeing the halftime show, glad I got to see my umbrella rendition. Sure. I'm, I'm on it, Team Riri. We still need another album, uh, but until then, I thought it was good. I, the, I, the, the, the ads, I, I it was ads were awful. I didn't think it. Well, the ads were terrible. I did not think the the show was like one of the best of all time, but I appreciated the simplicity. No, definitely of not the, that. I appreciated the simplicity of the performance and the fact that it was literally just her and the same dancers, no outfit changes, no stage yep. changes, yep. no no Thank guest you. performers. It was just straight well, it, nonstop it, it, music, nonstop dancing, and then it was done. And the fact that she like did it pregnant her, and the fact that she kept it simple, like uh, I appreciated all of that. I appreciate it. I did too. I love that. I loved the, my, my wife went freaking nuts. And if, you, if you're just tuning in, my wife is also my roommate. We only have three people in this house and a dog and a cat. And I guess my ego. So we have six people in this house. So, and so, and, and, so it, I fucking loved it. She was happy about the baby bump, but I agree with you on that point. I was like, this is dope because I kept on waiting. I'm like, well, unless you're going to bring out, Kanye to do that one of your songs, which nobody's bringing Kanye out right now soon. Um, or you're gonna bring out Jay Z to do a song. Who are you gonna bring out? You can't. So it's just her, those dancers. I, I, Eminem was there last year, so yeah. I loved the jokes about her being pregnant, her the little red outfit and all the white sperm. Yeah, yeah I don't think that was unintentional. I think oh, she I think absolutely... that was fully intentional. Yes. At, at I one point, it. I don't know if you thought it was knows, great. But at one point, I forget what song it was during. At one point, one of the dancers stepped like came away from the rest of the group and was basically dancing with just her. Like it was just the two of them dancing for a very short period of time. But 
I mean, there was that no, too. I, I, I think I, I think that, that I think that I gotta, was I gotta me- I gotta mention that to my roommate and see if she noticed it yeah, too. I think because... that was definitely on purpose. If you go back and watch it somewhere like towards like the three quarter mark of the show, it's like kind of towards the end of it. Yeah, I noticed that, and that was before I got the reference of all the you know the people you know saying that that's what that was going on. But I did notice that one dancer stepping away from the rest at that one point. So the golfers have gone to bed. Was it? I, it it was holding on that play, but so here's here's my but, problem. Hold yes, on, hold on. The, 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 the multiple oh. angles thing. Like, dude, it, it was holding. <coughs> Hell. The guy grabbed the fucking jersey and he not the whole he admitted to it. When people are like he admitted to it, he has to admit to it. Yeah. No yeah. matter what, even if he didn't, at that moment, you have to admit to it. Like no, no, no harm. No. But the replays, he absolutely not the replay that they were showing on network coverage, but about a split second before, yanked the fuck out of that jersey. That said, I appreciate him doing it, not just because he was trying to cheat. He had been getting away with it all game. Well, and that's and I think that's 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 the tempo, right? My issue with the call isn't even the fact that they made the call at that time of the game. Like that wasn't my issue with the call. My issue with the call was that they weren't throwing flags at all that game. That wasn't a penalty all game, just as much as no other holding was a penalty all game. They were letting these guys play. And then that's when you pick the moment to say, never mind, we're gonna play this one call close to the vest. Because I'm sorry, yes, wasn't holding. To the letter of the law, did he grab the jersey? Yes. But if you really watch Juju Smith-Schuster's movements throughout that holding, it not once altered his movement, the, his path to what his route that he was trying to run. He never once looked like he stumbled or slowed up. It didn't affect Juju. Was it holding? Yes. But it didn't affect him, and they hadn't called that call all night. That's what, saying, That's my only problem with it. Are you saying his defense didn't fuck with the Juju? <laughs> Come on, that's okay. good stuff. All right, okay. wrap it that's up. Where I'm, I'm, we need to get out. Yeah, that's where we're, we're <laughs> exiting this. I'm getting the shh sign from upstairs. Okay, yes. Yeah. All right, so as on our way out, remember Fantasy Sports Corp next week is where we will be in for, you know, for the foreseeable future going forward. So get over there, give them a subscription, follow them on Twitter, follow them on Facebook, on Instagram, hit them all up. We'll be there. You can find us. Thank you for joining us again, and we will see you next week on Fantasy Sports Corp here for Divots and Pivots.